Having considered Sarah's birth story in Genesis, our interview gives a chance to process her story of surprise with a friend of mine who was also surprised with a positive pregnancy test on Christmas Eve. Jennifer Hogan-Jones is a mom of four, and her youngest boy, Hudson, was born with Down syndrome. Jennifer gives us an honest reflection of how her surprise joy became surprise dread until it became joy once again when she held her little boy for the first time. By being honest with her journey and accepting her son's diagnosis, she hopes other moms can relate and experience the joy of raising their special needs child in a community of other parents who know there is nothing down about it. You can follow Jennifer's journey on her Facebook page, My Beautiful DS Journey. Here's our interview. Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited that you could um, join me for this conversation because um, through Advent, uh, I'm talking through this series of different birth stories, different ways that we learn to wait for the kingdom through the ways that we see women waiting in their pregnancies. Um, and so I wanted to hear a little bit about your birth story, specifically um, with your most recent little one, Hudson, who's really close to um, the age of my littles, or kind of in between them. So <laughs> yeah, Hudson is almost two and a half, and um, he was our surprise pregnancy. Um, I was in my mid-40s. I was my husband. We were not planning on any more children. And um, so the pregnancy was a shock and took quite a while to get over it, actually. We were just, you know, trying to figure out how that was going to fit in. We had three teenage daughters and, you know, life was doing well. Everything was great and easy. The kids, you know, didn't need us for every little thing anymore. And so suddenly the idea of having a baby and starting all over was a little terrifying. So did you know right away that like the symptoms you were experiencing were pregnancy or did you think it was? Uh, I was clueless. In fact, we joked about it the night before. Um, it was Christmas Eve when I found out and my husband was joking because what if you're pregnant? And I was like, oh, there's no way. I really thought early menopause because my grandmother went through it early and I thought, you know what? I bet that's what it is. But I was, I was laying in bed that night. I remember that I had a pregnancy test that was old from a long time ago. And I thought, you know, I'll wake up in the morning before anybody gets up and I'll take it just to be sure. And um, so that's what I did. And it was Christmas Eve morning. Everybody was still in bed. I snuck in the bathroom and took the test and it was positive. And I stared at that thing for probably, I don't know, it seemed like the longest time. And I'm like, there's no way. And then I realized, okay, it's old. I checked the box. It was years expired. And I thought, okay, it's just faulty. It's old. It's, you know, it's broken. <laughs> Can't be right. So I called my dad and asked him to pick me up a box of tests. I did not want to worry my husband. He's an extreme worrier and no need to, you know, freak him out on Christmas Eve. So we were going over to my parents' house and my dad picked up a box for me without telling my mom she's also a bit of a warrior so i snuck over when we got to his house and um snuck in the bathroom took my second test and it was also positive 
And I, I really couldn't believe it. I just thought, There's, this has got to be wrong. And that second line was so faint. I gave myself wiggle room to think, okay, this one might be wrong too, because one line was really dark. The second line wasn't. So maybe, you know, that wasn't really a positive. So later on that day, before we went home, I took my third one. And it was clear as day, two dark lines, pregnant. And I just was like, I cannot believe that this is actually happening. I was excited and nervous and freaked out. It was just all those emotions. Yeah, yeah. Especially, um, I just was hearing those different, different tests and just thinking yeah. that, you know, can, what, when can I finally trust it kind of feeling? After the third one, I finally, it finally hit in, you know, sunk in like, okay, this is for real. And then I was like, how am I going to tell everybody? Because, you know, my husband was going to freak out. I knew it. And the girls were going to, I didn't know what they were going to do. But they were, that's just something totally not on their radar. Mom, I getting pregnant. So I had three tests. I have three daughters. I thought I would just wrap them up and that would be their Christmas, their final Christmas gift the next day. So that's what I did. And I had planned on telling my husband the night before. But as we were finishing up the Christmas stuff, he was so excited about Christmas morning. He was like, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. We don't have toys to put together. We don't have, you know, crazy amounts of stuff to do. The girls are older. He was super excited about their gifts. And he's like, I'm so excited. This is, like, is going to be the best ever. And I just couldn't tell him. And I thought. He's totally reveling in being done with like that little stage. I know. I'm like, he won't sleep at all tonight. This will ruin Christmas for him. I'm just going to have to tell him when I tell the girls and just let him take it in with everybody. And so that's what we did. We just kind of, I snuck the gifts under the tree and gave them to him at the last second. And he was picking up uh, Christmas wrapping and shoving it in a trash bag when the girls were opening this last one. And he was like, looking like, what is that? Because he, he knew what all the gifts were. He didn't know what that one was. And um, my youngest daughter got, a, got it open first. And she was like, it's a pregnancy test. <laughs> and the girls were all staring at it, like totally bewildered. Like, what, what does this mean? And my husband stopped what he was doing. And he turned white as a ghost. And the girls started looking around like, is this a joke? And I'm like, it's for real. It's not a joke. I'm pregnant. And the girls started squealing. And my husband walked out of the room. I thought he was going to pass out. And we all just kind of got really quiet. We're like, whoa. <laughs> so he came back in and he was like, are you for real, Jenna? And I said, yeah, yeah, this is for real. I got three tests to prove it. And, you know, he we had our little moments but we were we were in quite the shock for quite a while it was kind of dumbfounding so when you read the story like the scripture the story of Sarah and her reaction of laughing like how do you inter like what kind of laughing do you think it was or how do you I think it's almost like you know a laugh like this can't be real um, which is what I was doing. And uh, so I can relate thinking like, this is, you know, this is so, it's so unbelievable. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was very real. <laughs> so 
there's also that, you know, kind of excitement too that goes with that laugh. Like this is this is gonna be different, but how exciting. <laughs> yeah. I I've always read her laugh where I think the disbelief is what people really focus on. Mm -hmm. Um but there's also this like dare I dare I like hope for this dare yeah. I get excited like is this pot you know there's certainly uh the immediate shutdown that could have been like nope not gonna happen but instead it's a laugh and I feel like there's some openness to that kind of laughing or something it's almost like a little bit like, you have to be a little vulnerable to believe it and and to like think, okay, could this really be happening to me right now? Um, when did when did Ryan start laughing? <laughs> did he? It took him a while to laugh about it. <laughs> um, no, he 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 smirked a little bit, but in the pit of his stomach, he was just like in knots. And because you know, my husband is a planner. He's a go getter. He's very organized. He likes. He does not like surprises. He's just got everything mapped out. And I'm kind of more of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. So we balance each other out really well. Um, but this was, you know, throwing everything for a loop. And he was, his mind was spinning like, okay, now how do I plan for the next phase? You know, now what's this going to look like? So that's where his mind was going. He jumps, you know, five, 10, 15 years ahead. And I'm just kind of always in the moment. And so it took him a little while to process it and kind of, you know, rethink the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how far along were you when you took your tests? I, well, we had gone to, uh, he had taken me to Paris the month before for my birthday. And that's where we conceived and came home with a little unexpected souvenir. So at this point, I was about, I would say six weeks. Okay. So yeah. six weeks and then um, you when did you start finding out that Hudson would be a little bit different? So because of my age, they really encouraged me to do the prenatal testing. And we'd always declined that with my other pregnancies. But, you know, I thought this one we would do mostly because they also said that they could find out the gender. And they do that test at 10 weeks. At 11 weeks, you get the results. And I was like, finding out the gender at 11 weeks was, you know, very exciting for me. So that's why we did it. It never, I never let my mind go anywhere, you know, even consider anything being wrong or, you know, having a complication. Um, I'm just very positive. That's where I was, but I knew my husband was worried and he was the one that really was anxious about the test results. So we were actually um, packing up uh, to go out of town the next morning. We were flying to New York, and so I'm busy packing the girls, and we're getting our stuff together, and I realized that I had a missed call from my OBGYN, and I'm listening to the voice message, and it's him personally calling me and asking me to call him back on his personal cell phone, and I knew the test results, you know, it had been a week, and I knew that he probably had them, and I knew, okay, this, is, this isn't good. He's got bad news for me. There's no other reason for him to personally be calling me. So I kind of prepared myself for um, that call, called Ryan, told him to come home and called my mom. She actually, she called me, she was on her way home. And I said, why don't you just stop by the house? I think that some things are about to happen and I might need some support. And my doctor was fantastic when he called. He, um, 
and I didn't know this at the time, but he delivered the news the best way you can give that kind of news. Um, so often it's a very negative experience with people, but it, you know, it was obviously heartbreaking and dramatic, but he didn't apologize. He didn't say, I'm so sorry to tell you this. He was just very frank. He was like, Jennifer, we got the results from your test. You have a 97% chance of having a child with Down syndrome. And um, there are some other numbers in there that, you know, I didn't know what they meant. And um, he's like, we'll get you in here to talk to somebody and go over the results, um, you know. And he was, he was kind, but he was frank and um, unapologetic, which looking back, I greatly appreciate because, um, I think that beginning, the way that news is delivered kind of sets you up for how you uh, experience your pregnancy and what you think about it. Because so many of my friends who've had that same phone call have gotten an I'm, I'm sorry and let's talk about your termination rights and what you can do to, to you know, get rid of this. And um, that kind of you know, traumatizes moms who decide to keep their, their child and looking back, they have a really hard time remembering that and that's not that wasn't my experience so I'm grateful for that so in this like idea of of this time of advent being a season of expectation and preparation um, that sounds like it'd be a really big shift into how you're preparing for it was a little one you you've gone from I've done this three times before and I made it through with twins. So like how much harder can this be to this is a completely different yeah. child? Yeah. Um, processing it was very difficult and that was probably, it was definitely the hardest part of um, our marriage, our family life. Um, we did not take the news very well. We really saw it as a death sentence to our family um, we just thought, okay, this is going to change everything for the worse. We're going to have to give up traveling. We're going to have to give up, you know, having fun. People are going to feel sorry for us and this is going to be embarrassing. And, you know, it's extremely humiliating now to admit those feelings, but, you know, I'm very honest about, um, where we were because where we are is a completely different place now. Um, so it, I, I think it's helpful for people to hear um, where we were because there are other moms who are getting that, that news too and they're feeling those feelings and the guilt that comes along with that is also very difficult to process. So there are so many emotions going on. Um, but we really, we didn't know a lot about Down syndrome. We just thought it was gonna be horrible. We just thought this is gonna be a life that we are gonna dread. And, um, you know, my mom was very worried. She was worried that I was going to be mad at God and she was constantly sending me Bible verses. And I'm like, mom, I'm not mad at him. I'm just not sure what's going on right now. And I just need time to process. And, um, I never felt him abandon me and I knew he was there. I knew he was talking to me. I knew he was telling me everything was going to be okay, but I just couldn't hear it. You know, I was just like, it's not going to be okay. This is, this is, this is the end. And, um, but I was also very realistic about it. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. I mean, I'm nothing special. I mean, there's no reason to pout, you know, why me? Because why not me, you know? Mm. And, um, I just 
I felt it felt a bit like a punishment, but I thought, okay, well, we'll just deal with it. And, um, you know, I was so wrong about all those feelings, but I don't think anybody could have made me feel differently just because you're in that moment and that's just how your heart feels. And I'm looking at my three beautiful girls and we had this wonderful life and I'm thinking this is all going to be flipped upside down, but we'll just have to work it through. I think that being honest about those feelings helps to take away so much of their power and not yeah. just for you, but for other people who are feeling them too. Um, from just what I've heard about the work you've been doing now that you're in a, a whole new world of, of moms and support that yeah. you've been able to have conversations with moms who had those same yeah. feelings or wondering if they should give in to those feelings. And, um, like you said, you can't feel different in the moment, but being somebody who can be there through the ride to the other side and, and help encourage people that, um, I'm not saying it's not hard and that the feelings aren't valid. They just won't be forever. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. There there is a, uh, you know, once you enter this little world, you discover a whole just group of moms and families out there who are just like me, who I had no idea were out there like this. And we've connected on such an intimate way because we have shared these emotions. And so when we find these new mamas who are you know, have gotten that diagnosis and they're expecting to, we just kind of wrap our arms around them and we're like, you got this. And I didn't reach out to people. I kind of, we kind of, my husband and I kind of held on to the news to ourselves. Um, at first, we just weren't ready to talk about it. I wish I had because that would have been really healing for me in the moment. But, you know, that wasn't, well, I didn't know that world existed. And so we just kind of held on to it for ourselves for a little bit. And, um, struggled with it, you know, within the house. And um, our girls were just kind of walking around on eggshells. And my husband and I, our communication just kind of broke down because neither one of us could talk about it without crying and totally losing it. So um, we just, we really struggled for a long time. And we slowly started telling some close friends. And that was extremely healing for us because they didn't feel sorry for us either. They were so, we told the right people. And thankfully we had the right people in our inner circle to, to share that with because they were just so uplifting and so encouraging. And immediately that kind of shifted our mood. And we're like, okay, everybody's, you know, excited for us. And we, we weren't expecting that. And um, so that was, that was wonderful. And then we were able to kind of slowly start telling a few more people. And then we just kind of on World Down Syndrome Day, I thought this was a great day to just tell the world, our world at least. And that's what we did. And um, everybody was very encouraging. You know, you get a few I'm sorry's and, you know, a couple of little things that you just look back on and you're like, you know, kind of cringe. People, not everybody knows how to handle, a, you know, news like that and know what to say. And um, so that's another part of my journey now is kind of sharing with, um, people, how, how do you treat somebody who's gotten that news and what do you say? Because you remember those negative comments 
you can't forget them. So for preparing, once you did kind of share the news, um, were there like specific um, books, groups, thoughts you had about, you know, what things to be looking for, what was going to be different, how you were going to kind of embrace different challenges for Hudson and things like that. We were fortunate to get good doctors who um, did introduce us to good literature. And, um, but honestly, we were so fragile. We had a hard time absorbing it. And um, we just, you know, took us really slow baby steps to kind of get into you know, we were, I guess you could say we were in a little bit of a denial. Um, I know my husband was in a lot of denial. He was really holding out for that 3% chance that the child wouldn't have Down syndrome. And it could have been a hundred percent in my mind. I mean, I, I just knew that is what it was, but I wasn't ready to research. I wasn't ready to, to, to learn about it because when I started to, it just kind of freaked me out. And, um, so I just waited and I finally reached out to, I have a sweet friend who has a daughter with Down syndrome and I held off on telling her because I just didn't want to talk about Down syndrome. And I, I, I had a question that I just knew she would know the answer to. So I reached out to her um, and, and shared with her what was going on. And she just replied to me in the most beautiful way. She knew exactly what my heart needed to hear. She shared with me exactly what I needed to know and not too much, not too little, but it was perfect. And she's like, Jennifer, you're just going to have a baby who needs you to love him. And you know, it's not going to be any different than your girls. And I was like, that's what I needed to hear because in my head, I was just like, this is going to be one doctor's appointment after another. And I'm going to have to do everything different and learn everything different. And you know, there was definitely some you know different complications that come along with the, with a child like this, but it was, so typical to how it was with my girls and we just you know got all the love and all the snuggles and it was really wonderful and i and that was something it finally gave me something to look forward to after speaking to her mm. yeah i really i included um the chapter where sarah meets isaac for the first time and says um god has brought laughter for me everyone who hears will laugh with me um, I hear some of your story with Hudson. I just, I've heard a lot of the joy that's been shared as you've been sharing his story, but how would you reflect on her words there? Oh my gosh. Um, they mirror mine. The day Hudson was born, my, my heart did a flip-flop. And it's still emotional to talk about because... It was so transforming and it, God just really worked a miracle in my heart. Cause I gotta be honest, I was not sure I would love this child the way I love my girls. Mm. And that was a real concern of mine. Um, my girls were my world. They were what I planned for. They were what I've dreamed of. They were everything. And this little boy was a surprise. He was not part of my plan. He was not part of my dreams. And I was scared. I knew I would love him, but I wasn't sure I would love him as much. I just, for some reason, that was a burden of mine. And the second I laid my eyes on that boy, 
I just felt my heart leap out of my chest. And I have never felt love like that. And it is a different kind of love. It's not a greater love than a love I have for my girls, but it is so different because there was such a miracle there. And it's just not something you get over. And it was the same for my husband. I saw it instantaneously. And there has not been a day go by where that little boy has not made us smile, made us laugh, filled our hearts with joy. We get so excited to wake up and see him. We just, we're all fight over him. He's just the party in our home that we didn't know we needed. He has enhanced us all in a way that we didn't know we were able to be enhanced. And that's what's so miraculous about it all. Because all those fears that we had and all those things we thought, they were the exact opposite. And I felt God laughing a little bit. Because he's like, see, Jennifer, I told you, I told you to just wait. And I could hear him saying that throughout my pregnancy, but I just didn't trust it. And, and then, you know, he just smiled down on us and he showed his favor on us with this beautiful gift, this beautiful, beautiful boy. And I know I'm not worthy. We didn't do anything to deserve this. But I will never get over um, being grateful and thanking God for, for giving us Hudson. Because, I mean, he really just completed us all. And, you know, my children are crazy about him. My friends are. He really, he's just the delight of our lives. <laughs> I know we really enjoyed having him at a, a, a family function. Oh, it was... um. It was David and Shawnee's shower, yeah, and just bringing joy there. Even though he was, um, I don't know if he's still going through this, but he was not sleeping, so he was giving you joy all night long. <laughs> he has sleep apnea, so he does have a little bit of issue sleeping, but he's so much better now. He ends up with, in bed with us most nights, but snuggling it with him is not a big deal. I mean, I don't mind it one bit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, the last, so thinking about this, I, what I hear in your story that I think is helpful for us to think about is there are, when we think about just the kingdom and the hope that we have, that we get, we get glimpses we get those brief bits that conversation with your friend and that that hope we have and then i also think there's this amazing reminder that it's not even close to the amazing the greatness of being in well, that already it has happened moment um and i love that um that part of the story about how we do prepare in Advent that God kind of leads us to those, those moments. And I hear God leading you to those moments, but then there's this moment where God just gets to sit back and revel in the fact that like, you thought you were ready, but I'm just going to knock your socks off anyway. <laughs> can't imagine it. And you know, you really just can't even describe it. I wish I had better words to describe it um, because it's just, it's just hard. Uh, to describe how our hearts feel, but God is so good.
Um, the last question I just had was what, um, where you felt God most present. I heard this kind of journey of not never stopping talking to God, but having a hard time maybe hearing or sensing God. Um, where do you feel like God was most present in that process? I knew he was present with me throughout it. And um, I was more distant with God than I had ever been in my life. I think because I just, I was bitter. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was doing something to our family that was going to break us. And I was so wrong because he was giving us something that was really just going to make us. And, you know, we've had deep conversations since then. And I've apologized, you know, and he has forgiven me. Um, but, but he didn't ever leave me. And I definitely felt him the most when I finally got rid of that bitterness and that rid of that resentment the day Hudson was born and I accepted his gift. And then I went through a phase where I just felt so unworthy mm. and so guilty that it took me a little while to kind of, um, process that. Um, but the whole time he's just pulling me in and saying, Jennifer, I've had this plan for you your whole life. And you just didn't know. And, you know, you think you can, you can plan your life. You think you can know what to expect. And when you don't, it can throw you for a loop. And, and um, you know, that's kind of what happened with our story. But the end result was just so beautiful and something I could have never dreamed of. That you just, I learned that, you know what? God, you're in control, and I will never try to take that control of you from you again because I can't steer my life in any better course than you can. So I think Hudson is a daily reminder of that for me, and um, he's definitely a daily reminder of God's love and God's grace and God's mercy, and I just feel so blessed that we get to have that walking in our life every day. Mm. I think that's so, so great, especially because I, I know I feel that way about um, all, all children. And you know, sometimes people don't see God's goodness in, in kids that are different. And yet yeah. he is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. And we have learned that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stigma around down syndrome and there's a lot of miss, you know, you know, people just don't understand it as well. So that's kind of been our mission to kind of explain it and to share it and to show what it really looks like and to, you know, ease people's fears about it because, you know, people are afraid of what they don't understand and what they don't know. And, um, I was, and, we've learned that, you know, Hudson is so typical. I mean, he's two year old little toddler right now and he's into everything and he's all boy and he's, you know, loves to climb and he's always That's got a another loop you got thrown for <laughs> is the boy loop. <laughs> I cannot take my eyes off of him. I mean, he's always got some kind of mark or bruise on him somewhere from just like tumbling and falling and, exploring and climbing and it's very different from my three girls 
Um, but I love it. It's so much fun. I mean, he's so full of energy and, you know, I'm definitely not as old as Sarah was, but I'm not as young as I was when I had my girls. So he keeps, he makes me feel younger because I have to, you know, chase after him all day, which is fun. But there really is nothing down about it. That's kind of a catchphrase, you know, in the Down Syndrome community, but it's so true. And, you know, it might be called Down Syndrome, but there really isn't anything down about it. It's just been uplifting from, uh, for us from the beginning. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Jennifer. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? No, I, I think we touched a lot about it. I mean, I love talking about Hudson. I love sharing the miracle that God did in my heart. I love people knowing how wonderful we, we think he is. And I also like people to know that we're not unusual. Um, there's a whole Down syndrome community out there and all these families are living their best lives, raising these special humans. And, you know, nobody that I know, I've never met anyone who regretted having a child with Down syndrome. So I don't want people to think that we're something special, that we can love this child. We're not. And, you know, there's a lot of us out there that are doing the same thing. It's just, um, it's wonderful. Mm. It really is. Well, thanks so much, Jennifer. And um, yeah, I just wish the best for, for you guys and for Hudson. And um, I really hope that he doesn't um, discover PJ masks. It might drive you crazy. <laughs> yes, we'll have to stay away from that. <laughs> Thank you so much.